How is it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to season three of the Good Men Exist podcast. If you are not following me on all social media platforms, be sure to do so. It is the same on all of them at Jarrell GME. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. And those are the only two that matters because I'm not on nothing else. But be sure to interact with me. Leave a comment. DM me. Like a quote. Like a picture. And if you have any suggestions for the show, be sure to hit me up on the Gmail at goodmenexistpodcast at gmail.com. Now that those plugs are out the way, enjoy today's show. If you gotta choose between me and her, then don't choose me. If you gotta choose between me and her, then don't choose me. You got options. Well, baby, I got options too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. And I know what you're thinking, Jarrell, where were you last week? We were looking forward to your Tuesday episode. And I must say that I am terribly sorry that I have been very busy with life in general, trying to get a few things done. So that took precedence over the podcast for last week. But we are back at it this week. You never know when I may drop an additional episode during the week. So that's why you should subscribe. But with that being said, let's talk about today's topic. And that is we suffer from supply. And as usual, I know it has been a while since we had to go to our Merriam-Webster's, but let's take a trip to page 3,472, where we will find the word supply. There are two different definitions that I want to focus on today. The first one is the quantity or amount as of a commodity needed or available. The second definition is the act or process of filling a want or need. And that's really the one that I want to focus on because this is an issue that we have primarily in America. Not to say that other countries do not exhibit this, but I want to be able to focus on just us here for this episode. So what do I mean that we suffer from supply in economics? There is a supply and then there is demand. Typically, you are successful when your supply can meet your demand. However, one doesn't exist without the other, meaning that if there is no demand for something, a good or service, you could have excess supply, in which case you may have to liquidate because you don't have the customers to get rid of said merchandise. So in this instance, talking about relationships, one of the things that I think that we suffer from is supply. Everyone is in demand to someone, even those that may be considered visually challenged by some people. I have seen those said visually challenged people get other maybe visually challenged people. But the point is, is that there is someone damn near for everyone. I've seen them in all heights, all sizes, shapes, disability, like people find a way to find the good in people. And that's the great part about that is that there are people in this world who can look past the material things, who can look past the physical and find the characteristics and the qualities in someone else that they say, you know what, this makes me happy. But on the opposite end of that, we have people who always feel that there is more that can be had. On a scale of one in 10, they could be feeling as though they're at an 8.3, which I would say that is a pretty good number. If you're with somebody that is an 8.3 and that's all inclusive, that's your happiness, that's the physical attributes, that's what they bring to the table tangibly and intangibly, all of that. That's a pretty damn good number because we know as much as we would like to think that 10s exist, they don't. And then if you do think that 10s exist, 
I mean, hey, I'm not here to tell you otherwise, but if that's what you choose to believe, then by all means, do you. But from my perspective, tens do not exist on a scale to one to ten because that ten would then insinuate perfection. And unless you have a robot that has been specifically designed for you, I don't know that you're going to hit that level of perfection. So here's what I will say. We suffer from supply because the 6.5 isn't good enough. The 7.8 isn't good enough. The 8.3 isn't good enough. The 9.1 isn't good enough. We constantly have to wonder, well, maybe there's a person out there who can make me laugh more, who I feel more complete with, who I feel more of a connection with. Pick whatever word you want to choose there. But it still goes back to the same thing. And that is... If we didn't have as much supply, and in this case, it's men and women that we do. And if we didn't have such an easy way to access them, would we appreciate what we have more so than not? And to me, that's a legitimate question, because think about this. What if you lived on an island of 500 people? You had 250 women, you had 250 men. So in this scenario, all things are constant. Relatively speaking, there is someone or everyone on this island and that you can be equally matched with those who are available so for this ratio let's just say of the 500 people 450 of them have met the person that they feel matches with them best on this island so that leaves 25 women and 25 men to figure out all right here's what's left let's see what we have and so as time goes on as the weeks pass by that 25 whittles down to 15 that 15 whittles down to 10 and now you have five women and five men those five women and five men are in demand for this island because they are all of what's left there is no more supply and again for this example we're assuming that these people are loyal to each other so once they marry in whatever form that they do on their island they stay with that person so now the supply is no longer the same. At one point, the supply was 250. Now the supply is five. So now you almost have to put yourself in the position, in the mindset to say, this is the best of what's left. But because you wanted to play the game, maybe this isn't good. Maybe this isn't good. When there was 250, now you feel like you're settling. And then when we bring that back to our reality of hundreds of million of people in the United States, we would have an entirely different mentality if it was that way on that island. But now we see Instagram photos on this island. They didn't have computers, access to the outside world. They just had electricity, houses, roads and everything else that they needed. They grew on the island like it was it was very self-sufficient, very self-sustaining. But here we have access damn near to anything and anyone that we want. And the issue with that is, is that if we focus too much on what we don't have and don't redirect our attention to what we do have, we could potentially be setting ourselves up with failure to never be happy because we're always reaching for something else. How much more important is it to you to take your 8.3 to a 9.4? Because then you're playing a numbers game. What are the odds of you meeting a 9.4? At what point does an 8.3, does a 7.7, does a 6.9 become enough for you to where it doesn't feel like settling to where you're able to hone in on what they do do for you from a wants and needs perspective, from a communication perspective, connection, compatibility, so on and so forth. And that's what you really have to ask yourself. At what point is that number good enough for you? Now, if you're only out here looking for 9.5s and 9.8s, the statistics are not in your favor. But by all means, do you. We suffer from the supply of being able to see other happy couples on IG, on TV. And then that's when the hashtag relationship goals started. And again, I have no problem with these things. They're feel good stories and we need some of those. 
But also at the same time, we have to be realistic about things. And from my personal opinion, your hashtag relationship goals should be the goals of what works best for you, not how it appears to be from anyone else's point of view. Social media isn't necessarily made to post the realistic shit in life. It's made to post the happy stuff. We're going out, taking your reels and your stories of your drinks and your food and the places that you visited. Posting pictures of your significant other when you're happy, not when you're upset with one another, not when you're sleeping in separate rooms, not when the co-parenting that you thought was gonna go well is going terrible. Oh, we don't wanna post that. We just wanna post the good things, the fun times. And the more we see that, the more it gets entrenched into our brains to allow us to believe that, you know what? Maybe there is something better out there for me. And we're so willing to throw away a 8.3, a 7.7, a 6.9, a 9.1 to try to find that tenth of a difference to try to make us happy. A tenth of a difference is what we're trying to find. And that's not even talking about when you add the physical parameters of what we want from someone. That's not considering the monetary benefits that we may want with someone. So when we begin to stack so much up against our happiness, it shifts our mindset to always think that there is something else. So really think about your situations today. Think about where you are. Think about who you're with. What do they do for you that genuinely makes you happy? What do they provide for you that you feel could actually be sustainable for a healthy relationship? What kind of support do they offer you? Do they really have your back? Do you feel like you stack together more good days than you do bad? More good conversations than arguments? more good experiences than not and focus on it as they say what we provide our attention to grows so the more we see other people being happy our attention goes there which takes it away from the thing that we have right in front of us and when you feel like there's something else out there there's someone else out there you've already lost focus on what you have if it has those indicators that are beneficial to your life we shouldn't always put ourselves in a position to always suffer from supply at some point we should say you know what this is great this is great how difficult is that to say and i'm not saying if you feel like whatever number that you've provided your relationship that you shouldn't try to get higher but i'm saying evaluate the situation should you make that decision the grass is greener is a saying that i actually like and i don't like a whole lot of sayings because a lot of times those shits are empty but with whatever decision you make make that decision stick with it work through it forget about the what ifs forget about the different kinds of outcomes evaluate it do your pros do your cons and go for it stop worrying about supply supply will always be there there are more women than there are men so your supply from a woman's perspective is already lower than from my perspective focus on you focus on your relationship always evaluate and make a decision that works best for you with that being said i hope you all enjoyed today's episode if you did feel free to share it with somebody i would greatly appreciate it definitely come on ig like a picture like a quote if you have a topic for the show let me know if you want to be on the show let me know as usual, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. It was just the 4th of July. Whether you celebrate it or you don't, hopefully you had a good time at a cookout, some fireworks, whatever you're into. And as usual, I hope each and every one of you are doing well. And as always, be great, people. If you gotta choose between me and her, then don't choose me. Me.
exhausted 